Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. On this month's episode, we're talking about fuel costs and what they are, what they mean for the co-op, and what they mean for you, our members, with Assistant Vice President of Power Supply, Creighton Petruni. So let's jump right in to episode number 30 of the Powerline Podcast. Everyone is dealing with increases in costs. Unfortunately, Greystone is not immune to price fluctuations. One of the most volatile elements in the electric utility industry has been the increase in fuel costs. Here to tell us more about what that means, how it impacts the cooperative, and our members is Assistant Vice President of Power Supply, Creighton Batruni. Creighton, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Adam. Could you tell our members what your job entails at Greystone? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I am the Assistant Vice President of Power Supply at Greystone, and my job involves power supply resource planning and procurement of the generating resources that are used to produce electric electricity that we sell to our members. And I also oversee the administration of our power supply agreements that we have in place with various counterparties and also help with the annual budget process in developing wholesale power costs, forecast, and revenue projections. A very important job, members. As you hear that description, this is a, a big piece of um, our company. So, Creighton, does Greystone own the generating facilities that produce the energy that Greystone sells to its members? Well, actually, no. Greystone does not own the generating facilities. Instead, we purchase all of our energy requirements at wholesale. The majority of those purchases, however, are from fractional shares of the output of generating facilities owned by Oglethorpe Power Corporation, or OPC. OPC is a power supply cooperative owned by its EMC members and formed in 1974, almost 50 years ago. Greystone is one of the 38 EMC member owners of Oglethorpe Power, Through OPC, Greystone has rights to a share of a large number of generating resources owned by OPC. Those arrangements give Greystone access to cost-based generation that realizes the economies of scale and scope for a diverse portfolio of larger generating facilities. That's great information because it's not something that we talk about often in our communications, that we don't actually generate the power. Now, that leads into what I started the podcast off with, um, talking about fuel costs. What is Greystone's strategy for purchasing power and how do fuel costs impact that strategy? Well, Greystone's strategy is based upon maintaining a diverse portfolio of electric generation with resources and sufficient operational flexibility to receive energy from the lowest cost resources in that portfolio at any point in time. Those resources include coal, nuclear, natural gas, solar, biomass, hydroelectric generation, as well as access to energy markets when prices are lower than the cost of our generation. The flexibility and diversity of Greystone's resources allows us to meet our members' electrical requirements at a lower cost. For example, when natural gas prices were very low in 2020 and 2021, we would increase the energy from our natural gas-fired resources and reduce the energy from more expensive coal-fired resources. More recently, with the increase in natural gas prices, the cost of energy from 
our coal-fired resources became more economical, so we switched some of our energy resources back to coal. During periods of very high demand, such as this past Christmas weekend, we may need energy from almost all of our resources, but still utilize the least cost resources first. Thus, fuel costs determine which resources operate first, and the flexibility of our portfolio provides more opportunities to obtain energy at a lower cost. So a lot of background knowledge there that members can rest assured in the fact that we're focused on keeping the cost as low as possible, no matter what's going on. Now, you mentioned about how natural gas prices have risen, and we've pro- all heard that in the news um, for quite a while now. Can you explain what the cause of that is? Sure, but there are concerns with access to fuel as well as the cost of fuel itself. The delivery of fuel to our various resources is dependent upon a well-functioning system of infrastructure. So our coal is mined in Wyoming and transported by rail to the generating facility. And although OPC owns their own rail cars, we have seen coal deliveries fall well short of our needs due to the labor shortages. Natural gas is delivered to the generating facilities through a number of underground pipelines, but the challenges for delivery of natural gas are a little bit more complex. Historically, the capacity of gas pipelines serving Georgia has been more than adequate to meet our needs, but that's no longer the case as the demand for natural gas exceeds the capability of the pipeline system at times. The ongoing retirement of coal-fired generating resources has increased the usage of natural gas in our region. The cost of natural gas has increased significantly since 2020, Due to rising demand, the retired coal generation, and most recently, the domestic competition with global liquefied natural gas exports. While natural gas prices have come down from their recent highs, we don't think they'll go much lower, particularly for a sustained period of time. So something that I think probably adds into that is I remember hearing about a major natural gas pipeline that Senator Joe Manchin wanted to build. Would that pipeline have an effect on Greystone? Uh, Yes, it would. And that is the Mountain Valley Pipeline, or MVP as we call it. It runs from northwestern West Virginia to southern Virginia, where it interconnects with the major pipelines serving the eastern United States. The MVP would allow the transport of about 2 billion cubic feet of natural gas per day to the southeast U.S., including Georgia. That would give us access to cheaper natural gas available in West Virginia and adjacent states. And a recent example of that is the $55 per MMBTU price spike that we saw in Georgia over the extremely cold Christmas weekend during peak period loads compared to only $6 prices near the Virginia and North Appalachian areas where the MVP is expected to interconnect. So it would be a huge relief if built. Um, However, although the pipeline is 94% complete, its future is still uncertain as the owners struggle with the overcoming environmental opposition in the courts. Now, as a not-for-profit co-op, we do everything that we can to keep prices low for our members. We've already talked a little bit about that with um, the fact that we use the least costly uh, fuel first. With all that in mind, could you explain how the fuel costs are going to affect our members? Sure. Well, fuel costs are the largest component of our variable energy cost, and those will be recovered through our base rates as well as the wholesale power cost adjustment. So 
wholesale power cost adjustment. We also call it just the power cost adjustment uh, or PCA is what members see on their bill. Can you explain what a PCA is? Sure. The PCA stands for power cost adjustment, and it's a charge that is applied to our kilowatt hour sales to recover changes in our wholesale power costs from the costs that are included in our base rates. And without the PCA, Greystone would not have enough revenue to pay all of its costs. Generally, Greystone changes the PCA effective on January 1st of each year, and it can go up or down from year to year depending on the changes in Greystone's average wholesale cost, uh, which include fuel cost. So Greystone prefers to set the PCA on an annual basis to avoid fluctuations that will result if it was set on a monthly basis. So all in all, that's good for our members because there's not as much fluctuation that they're having to deal with. Um, is there anything our members can do to help ease that impact from the PCA change? Well, while costs are projected to be high for the foreseeable future, customers may choose to conserve their energy consumption. Uh, Greystone also offers energy saving tips on our website and rebates that can help members save energy and money. Through the Greystone Marketplace, residential members can receive instant rebates on smart thermostats, and Greystone also offers an energy efficiency loan programs for members looking to make home improvements on their heating and cooling systems, insulation or windows and doors. So in general, uh, members could conserve and look for ways and programs for Greystone to help on the website. Yeah, so members, the Craig brought up a great point. If you can go to greystonepower.com, you can go through and you can see different energy efficiency information. Also, if you go to greystonepowermarketplace.com, that's where you'll get the opportunity to purchase smart thermostats and things of that nature to help you save energy. Um, many of those can ultimately let you know how much you're saving each month if you are using that technology. So thank you for bringing that up because that is a great point for our members. So. Same last question for everybody that comes to the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our members? Uh, yes. Greystone has had among the lowest rates in the state of Georgia for several years. And part of that is because we've mitigated a significant amount of our exposure to volatile fuel costs through our power supply arrangements. However, these arrangements are contingent upon the available availability of Greystone's generating resources which have been disrupted by unforeseen retirements, issues with fuel transportation, and the other issues we discussed. But as we continue to plan for the future, we will work to address these issues and bring down the cost for the members. So members, if y'all, as y'all have listened to this, I would say Creighton has definitely done an amazing job letting us know that you know, we're trying to keep everything as low cost as possible. Um, obviously there's changes in she pointed out it's outside of our control. It's based on fluctuations. So, you know, realize that Greystone is working extremely hard to help you and do as our mission statement says, make life better for the communities we serve. Creighton, thank you so much for being part of today's podcast. Thanks, Adam. Well, that is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 30 of the Powerline Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already so you get each new episode directly into your podcast feed. And rate us five stars. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.